Welcome to Leap Listens, the employer branding podcast. I'm Sarah and I'm joined by my co-host Roger. Hello. Leap Listens is brought to you by Leap Create, a dynamic people communications agency. Today we catch up with Chris Lacand Harwood, a seasoned marketing professional with over 20 years of experience in employer, education and consumer marketing. Chris is the content strategy and production lead at Content Marketing Pod and the Employer Content Studio. A fellow podcaster, he launched the Employer Content Marketing Podcast just before COVID and is now nearing his 100th episode, bringing his expertise to the world of employer branding through insightful audio and video content. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the uh, invite, long time listener. So super chuffed to get the invite. It's oh, great to have you. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have a, someone on who's had double the amount of podcasts that we have as yeah. well. So it's, a, it's an honour for you to come on. So thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks. So Chris, tell us about you and your career in employer branding. I think I was in employer branding before I knew it was employer branding. I spent a lot of my time in the agency world. So at Riley Advertising, it was at the time, then went to, into various different guises and then became Habas People. So I was there for about 15 years and, you know, a lot of the work I was doing really was around, a lot around graduate recruitment to start with, but kind of joined a team, which is ultimately integrated marketing, which is about doing more than just selling media. So that was all about how you can, you know, encourage people to spend time with your organization and discover your organization without just saying, you kind of come and apply for us because graduates you know, you could argue lots of people <laughs> don't have as much of an idea about what your organization does and the jobs you have um, more than you do. So, um, yeah, so a long time in, in the agency world. And um, it's kind of what got me to the world of employer branding, really, um, particularly around social media and, and content marketing in particular. Fantastic. And um, what would you say is the role of content marketing when it comes to employer branding? I mean, it's a good one. I started seeing content marketing being talked about more about 10 years ago and always knew that it was like, yeah, it's great in terms of B2B and B2C marketing. But when it comes to employer marketing, employer branding, it's like it's an absolute superpower. And it's really nice to see now that actually in the last year, two years, I've seen more people mention content marketing in the employer branding space. I think often what the when people talk about content marketing in employer branding, it's talking about just generating lots of content and a particularly kind of heavy focus on selling the organization and storytelling. There's no doubt that's important, but fundamentally content marketing is, a, is about creating content that is actually going to be of value to somebody beyond just the job that you can offer them. So what opinion, what, what advice and what experiences can you share as an organization through your people? to actually help that potential employee um, join you. Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you started with a definition because I think it's important to probably say what is content marketing and what isn't yeah. content marketing in, in your opinion. Yeah, it's, I think content marketing is about ultimately, I suppose in the employer brand context, it's if people aren't looking, looking at jobs at your organization, if they're perfectly happy doing everything else and working where they are, you know, what do you say? You know, in this case, content marketing is basically is creating content that is ultimately going to create an audience for you. Often say audiences aren't found, they're created by brands. 
So to create an audience, you can't just talk about yourself all the time. You've got to actually be going, what, what do we stand for as an organization? You know, what, can't, what is our EVP and what are our pillars? And how can we turn that into content that isn't shouting all the time about our organization, how great we are to work at? It's what can we say to people that's going to live our proposition, live our pillars, but also then convince someone to spend time with that content. And then it's about converting them into subscribers. So talent community has been around for a long time, but ultimately you could argue that talent communities really are just talent pools, which are really just job vacancy alert emails that get sent on a regular basis. This is about actually going, what subscribe, how can we generate subscribers? because they're interested in the content that we have to share them. And then when it comes to the point in which they want to actually apply for a job, they go, oh, you know what? I think actually this organization, I vibe with them well because of the content they, they have, maybe the conversations I have with them. And so therefore I am going to apply for them. Bit long-winded, but kind of way I see it really. No, I think that's a really important distinction. Yeah, definitely. So I'd really like to ask you a question about user-generated content. So in mm. recent years, there's obviously been a rise in influencers and employee advocates mm. who promote their company on you know different social media platforms using this user-generated content. Um, how effective do you think this approach is for employer branding? And what would you say the challenges or the risks you know companies can face for this? That was a great question. I think, you know, if you don't have your employees <laughs> talking about about your organization, you do not have an employer brand, ultimately. Otherwise, it becomes content that people don't trust and is not reflective of your organization. And I'm a bit hesitant about saying authentic, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Authentic is said for a good reason, because it needs to be very reflective of your organization. So if you don't have employees actually doing it, then really the kind of superpower of your employer brand is, isn't really there at all. So I think often I've seen it over the years with especially things like social media, social media policies are put in place. This is what you shouldn't be doing. Don't do this. Don't do that. Be careful of saying this. Be careful of saying that. And I think it needs to be flipped around and going, this is what you can do. And not necessarily relying on things like toolkits and branded assets is actually going, let's kind of create a safe space for our employees to actually be part of, say, production of content, which is come along to this bit like this podcast. Come along to this podcast. We want to chat with you about something. Or is it about selling selling the organization? Well, yes and no. We just want to chat with you and and find out these things about you and your experience and your your opinion about stuff. So I think I think the danger is is actually your employees not feeling safe. it's a safe space for them to do it. Now, of course, there are risks. You could argue that actually you want to make sure you get the right people in the organization in the first place. And therefore, there is like a, maybe a, a screening element there. There's, there's less chance you having that. But I think so long as there's some kind of parameters put in place, it's really going to people. We want to support you in us creating content together, or we want you to do it yourself. And then look, some things may fall through the net and some things may not be quite right, but then you deal with it. Like anything in business, you deal with it and it's it's a learning, isn't it? And then it gets better. I think experimentation, this is a whole other piece and maybe you know too much for this, but experimentation is often um, seen as a bad word in the business world. And actually kind of giving people that chance to experiment 
and build confidence, I think is really important. Otherwise, they don't have that safe space to actually take part. Yeah, I think um, some really good points there, Chris. And we've had a couple of guests who've used the phrase freedom within a framework when it's come to their organization. And the way that they've handled it is basically sort of, it's not a massive to don't list, but there's just a sort of look, avoid these things because they might be damaging for the brand. But when it comes to talking about these things, you've got the freedom to do what mm. what you want. And I think that's really, you know, that seems to be the way people are going with caveats that for some organizations carry higher risk in terms of things going wrong or the subject matter of what they do is more serious and um whereas others it's kind of more for their brand to be more playful or you know they're allowed to have a bit more fun if you like. i mean interesting that you see things certainly from the police i've seen like tweets from the police where they kind of are quite jokey about arresting people or good banter they're good at banter yeah definitely yeah and it's that kind of stuff and it's sort of met with like I don't know. I, it's, I feel, I don't quite know how I feel about it. On the one hand, it's like, oh, that's really good, you know, but on the other hand, it's kind of like, well, it's a serious subject, isn't it? So it's an, it's an interesting one. That. Yeah, de- oh, definitely. I mean, you could have a whole episode talking purely about, about that. I, I think, I think ultimately, and this is connected to the book I'll mention later on that I like, one of my reads is actually is about, we can help people actually understand employees, understand they, they know a lot about what they do and they are experts at what they do and they have an opinion about something give them the chance to actually share that opinion and experience. And it can be through a kind of a co-production perspective by, you know, not just doing talking head stuff, but going, look, we want to talk about these topics, not just to say how great the place is to work. Then I think you then build up that confidence in people's sense of kind of mastery over there, over the field. Um, And that's then great from an employee engagement perspective. Mm. And related to that, would you say there's any ethical considerations that employees should consider when using content marketing for employer brand purposes? I think it's got to be sincere to start with, definitely. I think you can't just see it as being a, well, ultimately we're doing this because we want to we want to get people's contact details and we want to spam them with with job vacancies. So I think there's that's a kind of ethical ethical consideration because if you're not doing it from from a sincere standpoint. I think that probably come through in the content that you do and the way that you market to people. I think also ethically about maybe going back to the safe space piece, which is if you're trying to force a certain message on individuals or employees, then that's not fair and makes them uncomfortable. But also then it's not, it's maybe not reflective of how that individual feels. Um, so I think going down the route of kind of saying to people, can you say this phrase, please? Or can you, you know, these are our pillars. Can you then say this particular phrase is maybe you can exaggerate and talk about it ethically, but I think it's important to make sure that employees feel comfortable in what they're saying. And and I, I heard a stat, actually, I, I won't get it exactly right, but I had a, when I was in Belgrade at the Empol Employer Brand Festival, I've just actually just about to drop the episode that's just been released, actually, recording of that. There was a survey done and it was um, how many how many employees feel that the employee, their employer brand is is authentic and real? <laughs> Something like twenty percent response. It's like no, it's just kind of fake news, really. It's just a little bit too, you know, cliched and not true to the organisation. So I think that's a danger of getting it wrong. Yeah, 
definitely. And that leads really nicely actually into my next question. But before I do that, I think you, um, just to say, we've got a bit of a word bingo um, on our podcast. And if you don't use the word authentic, <laughs> you're not in the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Facts and sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it, I think it's said on every single podcast, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. For good reason too. So content marketing often highlights the positive aspects of a company to attract potential candidates. But obviously, you know, as we say, it can create an unrealistic expectation for um, candidates um, and it doesn't match the work environment. How can companies balance uh, showcasing their strengths, but providing an accurate view actually about what the culture's like? I think it's all about providing an accurate view. Ultimately, I think. Maybe there's something about the consumer world and consumer marketing, you know, B2C and maybe a bit of B2B, where it's kind of seen as that kind of distant cousin or senior cousin. And it's like everything's got to look perfect. It's like, for example, like videos, you know, film shoots, lights, camera, action, boom, straight away. You've got people who feel maybe a little bit awkward and nervous. And the best stuff we get is when often is when the camera is not recording or they think the camera's not recording. Yeah, so I think it's, it's all about being real i think so long as you've got kind of very clear and let's say editorial guidance in terms of what the organization stands for and looking at say the evp pillars that that organization has then i think i think you just then let it loose obviously again it goes back to the thing about employee ambassadors employee ambassadors is that there are some parameters there but i think i think it's all about it just being it's not positive and negative it's just you've got to let it loose and then what lands, lands. So I think that authenticity, that sense of sincerity comes through a lot more than if it is just company going, this is why we're so great to work, um, work out. But also positive can be, a negative can be a positive classic thing, isn't it? Really where it's like, you know, this is a sector that's really, <laughs> insert whichever sector name, you know, but this is a sector that's really, really challenging. And do you know what? Sometimes there actually are, you know, really difficult times and it's going, we're going through change. Um, but this is what we do to make sure we get through it. And you know what? Mistakes happen, but that's okay because actually we want to do things in an innovative way and we understand that we understand that getting things wrong is part of the process. That's why I don't quite like the term right first time because it's like, so what do you then scared of making any mistake? And do you really have a creative business if you want to get things right first time? So goes back to the experimentation thing I was talking about, but, um, but yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So because you're someone who you, you definitely have a curiosity about this this world, and I, I'm trying to avoid the phrase, you've got your finger on the pulse, because that sounds um, so friendly. Old <laughs> but um, it would be remiss not to discuss AI uh, in the context of this. And as that's something that's just becoming more prevalent, do you think there are concerns that this might lead to content that's quite generic and impersonal and how can companies maintain that personal touch and that authentic touch in their employer brand to make sure they're connecting deeply with people and but maybe take advantage of of, um, of what ai can do for them there is there is and it's going to be more of a content overload online of generic content in in this in in our spaces in employer brand space we hear about the way the job descriptions can be written. And yes, ChatGPT can write a better job description than a lot of job descriptions out there. You know, but I think there's going to be a rise of more generic content because it's easier to do that. 
And fair enough, you know, team budgets are tight, you know, resources are short, and it's about a case of just, well, we need to just get stuff out. But I think that raises the importance of then using AI in the right way. And that is use AI to help you actually create that quality content as well. Use it, use AI to take away the heavy lifting of things to then free you up to do the more creative things and more strategic things. So things, what does that mean? That means things like using software to uh, clip trailers for videos, you know, using AI to polish up content that's already been written, you know, but giving it a, a good old copy clinic to use the old phrase from back in the day, nice little copy clinic. Well, yeah, chat, chat GPT can, can do that. So I think using it as a, to use a, a Rishi Sunak phrase that he's been banning about a lot um, in the past, like past few days has been, it's that co-pilot, you know, really to, to, it's not an, like lots of things in life, it's not an either or, you know, it's like AI can sit alongside us and help us do things. But I think there's an opportunity to use AI to help create more quality content than just not, instead of more mediocre content. Right. So Chris, our final question that we always ask our guests is what are your current top reads or listens? I mean, obviously, you know, Leap Listens is, is one of those, no doubt. I've got to say <laughs> that. But that's a given. So sure. let's choose some other ones. Let me I'll look through my um, my Spotify. I look, classic thing. I've got Diary of a CEO. There's loads of stuff there. He's going absolutely great guns, Stephen Bartlett. And there's some great things there from a personal perspective. But actually, I think listening-wise, it's a bit of a different answer, but uh, lo-fi girl. So on Spotify or YouTube, lo-fi music is for me fantastic. There's no lyrics and it's great to get you in the zone, especially the creative zone. Then in terms of reads, I've got, it's it's a, certainly a few years old, but Dan Daniel Pink, Drive, and The Surprising Truth About What Motivates Us. The reason I like that is because ultimately it's, it's looking at how you can you can't answer solutions lots of solutions in organizations by throwing money at it in the same way that you can't just throw money at at people to buy a product so drive looks at things like okay how can you build up mastery people's mastery over something give them autonomy over something and really focus on that sense of purpose so i think that is really great because it helps you look at at how you lead organizations and how you motivate employees, but also how you create content that can actually, you know, really add value to people and be engaging to people. So yeah, Dan Pink's drive book is um is an oldie, but it's 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 as fresh as 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 today is for sure. Thank you. No, so we definitely want to do a um a sort of bit of a roundup of everyone's recommendations. Yeah. Because there's some brilliant really ones brilliant ones. Mm. And also I totally with you on the listening to something that you don't have to concentrate on but gives you a kind of sound bed for thinking because i i do that with a lot of film scores so i mm. some you know sometimes you don't want to have to concentrate but you need something and and that's uh, that's definitely something i'll be checking out brilliant thanks very much chris thanks Great chris to to you. yeah thanks for, ha for having us no <laughs> you did. he hasn't we've not I been invited i know yeah i was about to <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, yeah we'll get you on there definitely yeah, there's definitely. A really <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for the non-reciprocal invite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See you soon. Thanks for listening. 
For more expert insights, check out our other bite-sized episodes, perfect for micro-learners and those with a short attention span, just like me. And if you're in employer branding and recruitment marketing, you might be interested in our monthly EB meetups. Just search EB Meetup on LinkedIn and join our community. For anything else, contact us via leapcreate.co.uk. See you next time. Thank you.